What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very special Horror Zone 607 episode where we're going to be reviewing Halloween Kills, which just came out this weekend. And we are here to talk about it. And uh, I, I've got a lot to say, and I know that Rich does too. But he is sitting right next to me, as he does each and every week on the Horror Zone 607 podcast. I don't have anything quippy or funny to say. Here's Rich. Hey, guys. Yeah, we're doing this little special. Uh, you know, instead of adding it into Halloween Fest and kind of bogging Halloween Fest down, we decided, hey, we'll just do it, especially because uh, the, the, this month going back a little bit because of uh, New York Comic Con and everything else, we figured, well, you know what? Let's just give you the special. This will just be Halloween Kills review all day, so it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. If you haven't seen the movie yet, whether on the Peacock or in the theater, uh, you can now, you know, you can wait to listen to it or you can just dive right in if you're ready to hear our review. Uh, I will forewarn everybody early on. We will be talking spoilers. I will give you the spoiler alert countdown in a second. But before we do the spoiler alert countdown, I just want to do a brief overview, not our full review, Mike, non-spoiler would you recommend fans seeing this or not? So it's just going to be a brief overview from both of us if we would recommend fans to see this movie or not, because that'll be the spoiler-free section if you have tuned in and you're like, oh, shit, I haven't seen it yet. This is enough to get you to either watch it or not. Now, you don't give a score. Just kind of all I'm asking for is, would you say to see it, yes, no, and kind of why? Not really. <laughs> But it's because of how everybody knows I feel about Halloween 2018. Okay. So you would say if you... So basically what you're saying is you wouldn't recommend this movie. I wouldn't recommend either of them. <laughs> okay. But, if you're a real... Well, I, I but don't if know. you like the Halloween franchise, maybe see it just A lot because. of people disagree with me with Halloween 2018 and we're looking so forward to this. And for those people, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, I would. But see, I'll go a little more PC than you because I can break it down. Because I didn't... I didn't hate Halloween 2018. I didn't right. love it. I didn't hate it. Six and a half out of ten. We know that that's where my score stayed. And it, it is, it's fluctuated. I've debated after this movie giving it a six out of ten, uh, just so you guys know. Uh, but six and a half out of ten is kind of where I still stand currently. Uh, a couple years from now, when we redo it, I'll have probably changed it, it maybe. But uh, with this movie, there is a lot of pros and there is a lot of cons. I'm going to say that. We're going to get into that when we do the full. So if you've never seen it and you're wondering right now if you should... If you are a fan of Halloween in general and you are a fan of horror movies, you could add this to watch. I will give that with an auspices that you've been warned that this movie is going to polarize. You're going to, you know, you are either going to completely love it or completely hate it, or you're going to be like me. And I'm going to just tease this out there where you love a lot of the movie or really like a lot of the movie. I should say, I shouldn't say love, but then yeah, there's parts that really, really bother me. So, I would say yes, but if you're not a horror fan, first of all, why are you listening to Horror Zone 607? But if you're not a horror fan, I would Wait, say... Wait, this isn't a, a review of The Notebook? <laughs> I would say that not that this... I would The casual fan, I should say, definitely not. Right. <laughs> definitely before and, and, and speaking of the reviews, you know, I, I just touch on that before you get into, you know, talking about it here. Um, the reviews pretty much universally were positive for Halloween 2018. Yes. People loved yes. that movie. I was one of the oddities. There were a few people that were kind of in the middle like you were. Yeah. The vast majority of people that watched it, I don't know if Pedestal. it was just a new generation of fans or what, they loved it. This one, polar opposite. This one, I have only seen maybe two positive reviews going into the movie. I feel like this movie was very polarizing as far as other people's reviews. It was either, there was people who actually did love this movie, but there were far fewer. There I was didn't see who, many. I saw I, one, I did, I, one and I have a half. Seen, I've seen a handful that definitely love this movie. Most of the people are kind of where you're going to hear me be at during this. 
and because the movie in itself is polarizing like there's it's almost it, it, going back to our malignant review from a couple weeks ago it's mm-hmm. almost a tale of two movies in a lot of ways but this slightly different like i said i don't want to spoil too much before we get into the review so i'm just going to say that and leave it there but we would also like to hear from you guys up front so make sure you guys are following us on social media we are on facebook twitter and instagram horrorzone 607 throw an at in front of it if you have to hashtag hg607 we always love talking to you guys please don't spoil the movie for other people even though i do know it's free on the peacock do not spoil it for other people because that, that would be a shame uh, with that being said, we are going to now travel into the We are the now review. going to spoil the movie. So it, they, we will be talking spoilers. And I'm going to give you the three, two, one countdown, and then we're in the spoiler zone, so you've been warned. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking spoilers in three, two, one. All right, Mike. Boom. See, we are in... I'm going to eventually get a drop for that, by the way. But we are in the spoiler territory. We are in spoiler zone, so that means we're giving you our full-on review. This is a safe review. space. It is. So we're giving you our full-on review now. Dive out if you have to. So let's be honest. So Halloween 2018, just a quick recap, was the return of Michael Myers. And of course, in this this new age, as we call it, the new age Laurie Strode timeline, this is only 2018 was a direct sequel to the classic Halloween 1978. So in this universe, Halloween 1978 happened and then Halloween 2018 happened. This is a Nothing sequel. Nothing else happened. Right. This is a sequel to Halloween 2018. However... I have to give them credit because in the beginning of this movie, they take us back to 1978 in a flashback. Before we get to that, though, there's the first bunch of BS that happens in this movie. And it's only about three minutes long. But I just want to start out with this. Okay. I'm going to kind of jump in in the pieces as we do this here. In Halloween 2018, we're introduced to the new sheriff of Haddonfield, Sheriff Hawkins. Or Officer Hogg. I think he's the sheriff. I think he's sheriff. I'm pretty I don't think he's a deputy. Sure. I think he's the sheriff. Uh, played by Will Patton, who I'm not a fan of as an actor. I don't think he's a good actor. Some people disagree with me. The maestro disagrees with me. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think he did a great job as the, in that role. That's besides the point. He... <laughs> There's a scene with him, Dr. Sartain. Michael is unconscious in the back with Alice and Strode. And just as they're about to... Well, actually, it was before Michael was in the back. Excuse me. Michael was not in the back. They see him. It's the well, other three characters. He runs over Michael. Right. Surf runs over Michael. He's down on the ground. He's down. He's going for the kill. When Dr. Sartain's pen becomes some kind of like a scalpel. He, he pats a scalpel out of it. He stabs him in the neck. He bleeds. I think... Did he get him more than once, even? He got him at least once in the jugular. He he's got him once or twice, but he goes down. He goes down. He bleeds out. And then... Proceeds to get back into the car with Michael now in the car in the back seat with Allison and runs over the sheriff. That's true. Okay? So, this movie opens up with Officer or Sheriff Hawkins on the ground, and you see Cameron, Allison's boyfriend well, from the first movie. Well, it opens up with Cameron walking through well, yeah. the whatever. He's walking his, out of the school in dance. His Bonnie, in his Bonnie outfit after yeah. he got in a fight with... Right. So, this picks up call. directly after the Halloween 2018 he's, Yes. He's trying to call their friend, which then we get the, the voicemail. We find out it's the guy that got impaled yeah, yeah, on the but fence. But the best part about that gate. is they show him impaled to the fence yes, with his phone he's going still there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cameron's walking along, and he sees Hawkins on the ground, and he goes up to check on him, and... Not only is Hawkins still alive, he's never been run over. So apparently that they must have run over something else. Must uh, must have been a possum. Well, you know what? I, I, guess he, I guess he was I guess he was more important to the story than they originally thought. 
apparently. So, so, so he's Cameron, barely got a scratch so on him. A, well, no, he's still bleeding from the neck pretty bad. Cameron yeah, does cover fine. it. Cameron does cover it with his over shawl, if you will. Yeah. So he's trying to get help. Is is it's moral of the story? But then when that's happening, now we get, we get the flashback because that's the more important scene, in my opinion. So we go back to 1978, and when we go back to 1978, it's that infamous night. They are chasing Michael Myers, and we have a very young Deputy Hawkins at this point in juncture, and he spots Michael and he takes a shot at him in an alley that happens to be the same alley or supposed to be the same alley from Halloween 2. Exactly. So that we're adding things in. So he he jumps out. So now we don't know where Michael went. They end up at the Myers house, him and his partner. There's yes. some there's some dialogue. We're going to skip over stuff, obviously. And when they end up at the Myers house, we find out that his partner it was lived across the street from the Myers when Michael about the same age as Michael and would have would be forced by his mother to go play with Michael. And he was like, all he wanted to do was stare out the window in his sister's room. And as they go in the house, they have evidence that Michael's in the house or has been Correct. in the house. They see they the see, same dog. They see the same dog that we get in the original, but they also see some footprints. There's some blood on and the Judith's door. Judith's room. Yeah. Right. Well, no, the, the, that comes in a minute. Oh, on but the door, they, yes. Remember, on the door, there's some blood. Yes. So they he go, They both end up upstairs because no, Michael's obviously not downstairs. So they both end up upstairs. And at this point, uh, Hawkins' partner walks over to the window and he's looking out the same window Michael did over at what I'm assuming was his old house. Right. And then he looks down, and he sees there's bloody slash muddy Two boot big prints. wet boot prints on the ground. And then he, when he looks back up, Michael is now behind him. So Michael has slammed him into the wall. They're struggling. Michael's behind him. I think he has some kind of cord wrapped around his neck Yeah, or he was something. choking him. And Hawkins comes in. He pulls his gun. He tells him to stop. Obviously, Michael's not going to stop. Well, Hawkins is obviously a horrible shot because as he shoots, he shoots his partner in the juggler. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. And then the next thing, you know, then Michael flees. Michael just turns around and walks out Walks real out. Fast. And right out of Judith's room. Down, down we, then we hear the commotion downstairs. So they've got him outside. And Hawkins comes around the corner, disheveled after he's looking at his thing. And he looks down and there is Dr. Loomis in the flesh saying, yes. did he kill again? Did Michael kill again? And he's yelling this up the stairs. And then it cuts back to Lori and company in the back of the truck. Because now we're in real time. Right. So, because we get more of that flashback later. But that's where that part of the flashback cuts off. Lori, uh, her daughter, and her granddaughter are now in the back of the truck where we saw it end in 2018. And they're going by, and it's the scene from the fucking trailer because the trucks are going by and they're like no let it burn let it burn let they're screaming at it and they're en route to the hospital so they they actually get them to the hospital you see Lori on the stretcher they're taking her to the or all sorts of crazy stuff but then we go back to Lori's house where we have the firefighters and i'm just going to stop you real quick before you go on there again because i want to talk about that flashback scene sure just one point that i want to make first of all well, two points i want to make first of all the guy that played loomis looked exactly like Loomis. I know you said you thought it was CGI. I've read interviews where they said that this guy, they, they were going to use him in uh, 2018, and they didn't. Uh, they said this guy was a spitting image of him. So I don't, my personal belief is that there was no CGI. Maybe there was a little bit of makeup that was used. I, I think that this guy just happens to look like Donald Pleasance. And I thought the voiceover work was, was really good, too. I thought it sounded just like him, but it was amazing. The Myers house looked amazing. The street, one of my biggest criticisms with Halloween 2018 is that the town that they filmed this in didn't look at all like what Haddonfield should look like. Like, this looked like the real street. The houses around it and everything looked like the houses that you see in the original Halloween. Um, but my opinion is this scene should have been the opening scene of Halloween 2018. That's that's the first thing I thought of 
five, ten minutes into this movie is this should have been the opening scene of Halloween 2018. No, I get it. But proceed. I just wanted to make that point. So we go to the house that's on fire. The firefighters go in. One firefighter falls to the floor. He sets on his beacon, and then he runs into Michael, who is hiding behind a big metal door. The door where all of uh, Lori's weapons were. Yeah, so he is... He, he has put himself, himself in, there. in there to save himself from the fire. So I thought that was ingenious. Smart guy. Although he did take a little bit of burning before because you can see the mask has melted a little bit and such. He then comes out and proceeds to slay said fireman. Uh, then another fireman says, oh, give me your hand. Not thinking that it's Michael. He pulls him down, slays him. And then we have one of the first what the fuck scenes in this movie to me. <laughs> and that's where he walks out. He's got the pick axe like yeah. type thing from the firefighter he walks out and we have this long shot of michael standing with a burning building Don't fire coming behind it and he's got the he's got the he's got the the axe in hand you get the big music reveal and then the firefighters look like they're aim arming up because remember they, they kind of pulled their axes and almost like uh we're gonna attack this motherfucker's <laughs> heads however they don't because michael then proceeds to slaughter the firemen and emts which we saw in the thing but they don't even put up really a fight there's one point in this fight where michael stabs the guy with the the end of it and lifts him in the air and he's up there for at least 30 seconds and there's still like five or six firemen with axes standing, standing there they why are they swinging the axes at this fucking guy <laughs> like i'm like this is unbelievable so of course it is brutal i i love by the way this starts the we're going to do things real brutal in this fucking movie almost rob zombies remember we talked about it when dr zartan gets his head stepped on in the first one it's like okay they went real brutal on it this movie does this all movie yeah because you start to see the aftermath of these firemen he puts one the, the the pickaxe in one of their faces and you see it after the fact the guy that he saws with the fucking saw like it's brutal it was and you know we talked about this off air the, to me this movie a lot of people had a lot of criticisms about the rob zombie movies because they were so brutal honestly the difference between the Rob Zombie, the two Rob Zombie movies and the two movies in this series that we've seen so far is there's not trailer trash. See, that, but that was my problem with the zombie movies is the trailer trash aspect. Yeah. But I mean, because I don't care about, wise, I don't care about, this was right on par. Dude, I'm right, but I don't care if not about, more. I like brutality. I thought that this was good. In this movie, and I, I, I'm going to throw this out there, I like the fact that most of it was practical and you could tell yes. it was practical and I love that whoever did the practical effects in this movie, amazing job. Yes. It looked real. And one thing I was going to point out, we were going to talk about it on this week's Horizon 607 and we held it off for this. Yes. There's <laughs> some genius decided and probably not even a fan of horror movies. I'm guaranteeing they're not. Started a petition on change.org to have the firefighter slaying scene cut out of the movie. Well, guess what? You failed because it's in there. By the way, do you really want to laugh here? I have the petition here. <laughs> and the reason why is we talked about it on the Three Fenders podcast. So How many thousands of people have signed it? Oh, you're going to, I think you're going to love this. All right. So, ready? How uh, many I'm social gonna, justice warriors it signed this? It thing? wasn't a lot. So, here we go. Here's the official. Uh, where, where's that? Why did it not come up where I needed it to? Bloody disgusting's failing me now. They changed their article up, I think. Because I had They sometimes the whole... do that. I'm sorry. Now I... Oh, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. Sorry. This is why we're doing a live. Fuck it. We're doing a live for you guys. So here it is. This is what it was written in it. I want the scene removed in the new movie, Halloween Kills, where they show the slaughtering of firefighters, states the change.org petition description. It is wrong because firefighters have been lured to the house's fire and murdered by the person who set the fire. And it's wrong that Michael killed the firefighters with the gear from the other firefighters he killed. 
description continues to go on is, as soon to be a firefighter, I find it very offensive, and so does my mom and dad who are retired firefighters. So I want that scene taken out of the movie. Michael didn't have to kill them in a way that way they saved him, so he should have saved the two firefighters in the house and went on his way to kill his sister. There is no reason for that horrible, disgusting scene, especially since it has happened in real life. Like I said before, fighter fire, firefighters have been lured to house fires and killed by some psycho in real life. I just want to throw out that has happened very rarely. Secondly, he didn't set the fire. Lori set the fire, so we know he didn't watch the movie. <laughs> Thirdly, he's not here. He, they're not brother and sister anymore, so he really hasn't watched the movie. And lastly, he's a fucking killing machine. And oh, actually, that's not even lastly. Lastly, lastly, let me let me borrow something that we play on 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 the Three Fat Nerds podcast. If you listen to that, uh, we play this a lot when these things happen because this is perfect. Because guess what they are, Mike? See? Okay, they're talking about fictional characters. Fictional characters. Listen, are we going to take out the scenes of the police getting killed and die hard in other movies? Oh, absolutely. Like, because they shouldn't, like, come on, It makes me so happy that this jerk didn't get their way. People think they can say whatever they want on Twitter and social media, and they're going to get their way every time because we've allowed it, and that didn't happen here. Thank God. Thank God. Let's move on. They don't deserve any more of our I just wanted to read that because I thought it was funny. Right. It's it's fictional, okay? So anyways, Michael slays these firefighters, and he moves on with his day. Then we go, and we find out the OGs, baby, because they're all gathered at a talent show at a bar. (laughs) Of all yes, they are. Be. And so we have, uh, you know, uh, Tommy Doyle. We have Lindsay. We have Lonnie. And uh, Marion. I, I, and we have Barry. But I love it. Lonnie. I can't say it any other way, Lonnie. And instead of doing a talent, Tommy Doyle goes up and tells the story of Halloween night, 1978. And uh, salute to everybody who survived. Ba 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 ba. And right shortly thereafter, people start finding out that, wait a minute, there's a fire at Laurie Strode's house. There's people dead because there's people that they're finding dead in the streets. What the fuck is going on? And then on the news thing, they turn on the news, they turn it up, and you you see that two, not one, but two psych ward patients have had escaped from that bus. One being Michael Myers. The other being some other guy. Yeah. We never get his name. We never get his name either. So they go outside. I like that they blurred Michael's face. Yes, they did. That was a good job. Good job. They go outside, and somebody is in the car. of. uh, So if you remember the first, in 2018, there was the uh, black couple, the nurse and doctor. They were dressed up as nurse and doctor, and they got into a BMW and left as Michael was going Right as Michael's coming towards them. uh, Right as he's coming towards them and thinking about something might happen. They are in this scene. They are in this movie for a little while. So they're, they're in the bar, yeah. So they go to go home because they realize that their neighborhood. By the way, we get to see our, our good friend, uh, the, the young kid, Julian. Getting, Julian. He was getting babysitted. <laughs> he's on and the I news. Remember the one that was like, "Fuck this shit," and just runs. He's on the <laughs> he's news on the talking news. about. He's talking about his bestest babysitter, and it was funny because they were like, that, "That's our neighborhood." Wait a minute, isn't that the little asshole kid that lives across the street? <laughs> <laughs> we're like, that this kid is has amazing. been the best in two different scenes. This one indirectly. So. Uh, so they go out and there's somebody in the car and they think it's Michael. So the mob comes out and they start going after him. And then, of course, he crashes the car and he gets away. It, it, newsflash, it's not Michael. It's right. the other guy. And uh, so this, the town is now up and this is where the mob starts. This is where Tommy Doyle starts going to like bodegas and stuff and telling them, we're going to take arms. We're going to try. If you want to fight, if not, go in your house. And they're telling people to go home and they go to the hospital because they know Lori's in the hospital at this point. And this is where her, first of all, Lori's daughter lies to her and tells her that Michael is dead, <laughs> that they succeeded when she knows from the sheriff that he's not dead because they just talked to the sheriff. The sheriff's like, yeah, he kind of slaughtered some EMTs and firefighters. <laughs> and uh, so she lies to her to get her at ease and, uh, then we, we see uh, Hawkins. And I don't remember in. Lori getting stabbed in the stomach in the first one in 2018. I don't remember, but the sur- remember by the that. way, the surgery was gruesome. Yeah, they, it, it looks real. Yeah. It did. So then they, they, they show Hawkins 
and he gets wheeled into the same room, and of course, you know, uh, he's still sedated and stuff. And you find then out that Laurie and him have like a, a little romance. connection. It was crazy. They're going to be together. And then they started talking, and like, you know, that that's basically Laurie is just in this hospital, let's be honest. And I love that he mentioned, she's like, you know, I always liked you. He goes, he's, he tells her, he's like, I always liked you, but you were hanging around, or you were you were sweet on that Ben Tramer. That's right. I love that Ben Tramer comes back. Ben Tramer makes a return. Well, he doesn't die in number two, because that doesn't <laughs> I know, happen. It never happened. So we don't see Ben Tramer, but I'm assuming Ben Tramer must be the father of Lori's daughter. I'm assuming maybe they never have come out and said it. Maybe we'll see Ben Tramer in part three. Who knows? So, <laughs> so anyways, the daughter, the granddaughter, I should say is now hot on it. She's like, I'm going, he killed my father. I'm going to go hunt this son of a bitch. And she gets told no by her mom. But then of course she sneaks out. And she goes with her boyfriend, Cameron, and his dad, who is Lonnie. We found that on the first movie. Hey, Lonnie. Hey, Lonnie. And then uh, we, we we find out, you know, and they go hunting. That's what they're doing. And then we catch up with Miriam. Well, first of all, we get introduced to Big John and Little John for the first time. And they have bought the Myers house. <laughs> They've really feng shuied up the Myers it, it house. Looks, it, looks, it looks wonderful. I want to just point they're, out that Little John was Stuart from Mad TV. Yes. I would also like to point out Little John was bigger than Big John. Yes, he was. <laughs> and I would like to point out that this, I was a fan of this. This was a really cool representation of a gay couple online on TV. It was. Because they were, they weren't I thought swishy. it was completely unnecessary. Well, yeah, but, but think about it. They weren't swishy. They were, they were a lot of fun. They were. And of course, just the, the scene didn't really matter. I guess it's just it the fact that they live. I, I, I personally thought that, that Myers house should have still been abandoned and dilapidated. It would have been scarier. Although but. it does add, you know what? It adds something to it that they actually bought the house. And I, everything's I, green. And inside. I like it because the way that you figure out, well, I mean, looking at it, you can kind of tell, but the way you figure out it's the Myers house is that these kids prank them. Right. And then they catch the kids and then they scare them with the story of, do you know whose house this is right which they use several times in the movie <laughs> which is hilarious did you notice too that once it's 2018 and they they're living in it the outside is that light blue color that the real house is now yes yes i thought that was cool they, they did, did a great did job a good, with that they house did a great job I, I loved it way better than 2018 when it comes to the setting so you got introduced to them and then you go back and you see uh, miriam and she's with Lindsay and the doctor and nurse yes and they uh pull up shortly after on these same kids well, two out of the three at a park, at a park and that's the kind of the scene you see in the last trailer. And they, kind of, she goes over, Lindsay goes over, and she's like, "What's you know, what are you guys doing?" And she, they're they're making ah, uh, they're making fun of her. They're little asshole kids, by the way. There's some pervert that keeps peeking out. And they got, they, they, he's, he's in a white, white mask. mask. There he is over there. So behind the truck is Michael. Yes. And you're like, holy shit! And in his hand, and I don't know that they noticed, he kills the other kid. Who's he kills another kid because he's holding, he's holding the head of that kid inside of that mask. Yes. I'm guaranteeing that. It is fucking hilarious that that kind of got great glanced over. So Michael has now killed multiple children. Yes. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Uh, so that becomes the attack on the truck. And they do the they do a kind of a homage to the original because he runs up the back of the truck kind of mm-hmm. like he does in the original. Smashes the window Smashes right behind the Marion. Windows, yeah. We get that scene. Of course, uh, we have a real... Fu- he kills Miriam. <laughs> Miriam, poor Miriam, says... You know, says you know, says this is for Lori. Goes to pull the fucking trigger, and there, oh no, this is for Doctor Loomis. Sorry, this is for Doctor Loomis. This is for Loomis. Yeah, and he goes, she goes to shoot, and the gun is empty. <laughs> yeah, and so Michael proceeds to butcher the shit out of her. And in the meantime, Doctor, the, the the chick who's a doctor who's dressed as a nurse, gets out of the car, and she's running away. The husband can't quite make it. He tries to stare Miriam by choking Michael with a fucking stethoscope. And he takes a knife in the eye for his uh, yeah, his problems, that which was, was gruesome. So then Michael turns around, and finally the the the, the lady dressed as a nurse, who's actually a doctor, we find out, 
has the gun pointed at him, and she goes to fire. Michael smacks her hand, and she shoots herself in the neck. <laughs> she went down quick. I was like, holy shit. So at this point in juncture, Lindsay's, the kids run. Lindsay's filling a fucking knapsack full of bricks. Yeah. And she runs up on Michael and cracks him. Like, Several I thought times. that was cool. Yeah. And then she kind of gets, he chases her down. She gets a little damage to her, but she does hide and get away. So, there, you know, there's good news Thank there. Thank God. But when the other, when a little fast forwarding a little bit, because obviously we're jumping around, when Tommy Doyle and them do find her, they also find the dead bodies. Of course, that's the scene you see. The two, the doctor and nurse are wearing two of the masks, and then Miriam is wearing another mask, and she's hung from yeah, the Yeah, Marion has got the uh, the witch silver yeah. shamrock mask on the other two around like a little so, so merry-go-round merry thing. thing, and then she's yeah. hung from the swing set. Yes. So Michael setting up bodies again, yep. which, which once again, that's the thing he does. It's one of his calling cards, if you will. So they, they find, they take Lindsay to the hospital. They see Lori again. And that's where the mob buildup starts. And this starts. is where the real mob buildup starts, including one of Mike's favorite parts. They have a mantra, Mike, and it's evil dies tonight. Ugh. And if you, I never hear that mantra again, I'll be okay. Because I, I did think it was corny as too. But I did like the mob buildup, how, how quickly things manifest, how quickly things become, oh, my God. You know, the, the mob has taken over. The cops have lost control or losing control. They completely lose control in a minute. While this is going on, like I said, we're skipping around. The other psychiatric patient comes in for help because his head is wounded from fucking when he crashed the BMW. And people think he's Michael. Because he's wearing the, the, the garb. As, the, yeah, the asylum. And... They now we are full mob out. The police have lost complete control, including the 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 hospital security is ran by uh, <laughs> Sheriff Brackett from the original movie. <laughs> and of course, instantly he killed my goddamn dog. I would have put a bullet in his head, but I was busy uh, consoling my wife. Like that is literally a line of dialogue, folks. Uh, so they chase this guy, and of course, Lori's daughter tries to help him out because she knows it's not Michael. She's trying to stop it. She locks him in this hallway, so hopefully they don't get to him. But the mob doesn't give a fuck that it's not him. They're screaming. They break their way through. But before they can, he busts a fucking fire extinguisher out, smashes out the window, and takes a header about seven stories down. And uh, do you think that they didn't show the aftermath? Because if you said that they didn't, you're fucking wrong. Oh, he it was is messed disturbing. up. Disturbing. You know what? Much like Stu Mocker, he was Scream, breathing. By the way, how f- fucked up was it that he was breathing yeah. after he had hit the ground a little Much bit? Much like Stu Mocker in, in uh, Scream, <laughs> I think that he's going to be back. just fine. He's coming back. He's going to be back. Oh, no. You get a little iodine, uh, you know? A little, a good, a little yeah, bacitracin, maybe. It's like, I, I feel like he's a, he's a goner because he's kind of like Humpty Dumpty <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> that was a good, that's a good analogy. But anyways, yeah, let's, let's go back to guy. talking about Yeah, I, I felt bad for him. But I thought that would have been a logical place to end because at the same time, this is happening michael has finally made his way home <laughs> and uh and big john and little john stand no chance against one michael myers uh you don't see what happens to them right away i mean you see them die oh yeah you do oh, well one of bru- them well no you see both well you hear the other one you hear the other one you know you see an attack to him you see him getting attacked and then the other one you actually see die die yeah the oh, first one was big oh, john when he fucking sticks his thumbs in his eyes well that was after that was he stuck his thumbs in his eyes after he stabbed him yes, through I his know. armpit i'm well aware oh my god but what's what, what was more brutal the stab through the armpit or the the eyes going in i don't want to get stabbed in my armpit dude the eyes thing freaked me out that was more. awful it was disgusting it would look great it looked great but it was disgusting yeah uh so he kills them so he's i home. imagine that's what it would look like if you did that to somebody so i told you my first logical ending of this movie which this is now around the hour and a half mark, which is normal mm-hmm. horror type movie time, is to end the movie there. Michael, just have him staring out the window or something. He's home. They're hunting the wrong guy. Some of them think they got him. 
because they don't realize Bracken says it's not him. And then of course Tommy Doyle goes, "How is it we don't mask?" Yeah. So like, there's some confusion. So that's a perfect way to end because this is the middle movie of a trilogy. I understand that it includes the first one, so it's four movies. But technically, this is the David Gordon Green trilogy. Yes. And by the way, after he says that, how do you know you never saw him with a mask? That's when it flashes back again outside of the Myers house back in 1978. Let's go back to that because I do want to talk about that too. But I'm just saying it would have been great. You could do in the flashback and even end of the movie with him looking out the window. Just saying. So it goes back to 1978 and we get a little bit more of the scene. And a little bit more of the scene is that you had Dr. Loomis screaming at Hawkins, did he kill again? Did Michael kill again? Which I gotta, I gotta, I gotta keep making fun of that line. <laughs> so he goes, he goes downstairs. Terrible. And at the time he goes downstairs, the cops. Now this is where this is good. One of the parts that gets jumbled up later in the movie. The cops beat his ass and he's on the ground. And a cop and, and, and fucking Loomis comes up and cocks the gun to shoot him in the head. And the cops are fucking fine with this. Yeah. Fine with it. And Hawkins grabs the arm and makes Loomis shoot in the air. Yep. And saves Michael's life. So then we get a dialogue. And they take his mask off. And they take his mask off. So that's so they how have, he knows. That's how you know that these scenes. So they take his mask off and put and, and arrest him. So it's not going to make sense in a minute why that Although worked. Although Brackett wasn't there for that. No, which is weird. But he would have <laughs> saw him in the jail, though. True. Which, which is weird. He just didn't kill him in the jail. There's a lot of people who missed opportunities. Because Hawkins, this goes back to now the, ho- the hospital room where Hawkins, where Lori's blaming herself. It's his fault. She's hunting him. And he goes, no, he's not. This is where we've, this, this is the dialogue that I loved in this movie. Yeah, this like, was a good he goes, scene. He goes, no, he's not hunting you. He's just evil. He was like, first of all, you know, he goes into, I should have been the one to kill him. I had an opportunity to let Loomis kill him. And I didn't. I didn't let him take the shot. I saved his life. If I would have, none of this would have happened. So I'm the one to blame. He was like, besides, he's not hunting you. He's just evil. He was like, my partner looked out that window that night. And I think he realized before Michael, before he, Michael got, oh, they also show how Hawkins didn't get in trouble for shooting his partner. Yeah. But anyways, he goes, I, I, I realized that night that he, he, my partner, right before Michael gets him, realized that he wasn't looking out. He was looking in. And he is just evil. What Loomis said is correct. There is nothing in him. He is a killing machine. That's what he does. And he's just trying to become as evil as he can. And I thought that was great because every other time we've assumed, like like me and you being longtime fans, Halloween 1, taking it for what it's worth, before you add in all the convoluted shit that comes up in Halloween 2 and such, it's never about him hunting Laurie Strode because of who Laurie Strode is. He stalked and killed them because it was who the apple of his eye at the moment. Yeah. And if he would have gotten away that night, he would have continued to kill because that is Michael. So he didn't come back. And then like he tells her in 2018, he didn't hunt you down at your house. The doctor brought him there or else he would have never come Which to your house. Which is a good house. way to tie up that loose end. Right. He would have never come to your house. He wasn't hunting you. He was just killing and I thought that was really cool. I liked that a lot. So now we go back. So now we get bonus shit that we should have never gotten. And I, you still could have saved this again. This is why I say the end became convoluted. And this is where I really started to tap out a little bit. And this is where I my, my, my it went south for me. So we go back and we're outside the Myers house now with Loney, Cameron, and Allison. And they're all outside the house. And Lonnie tells them, I'm going to go in and I'm going to end this. So he goes in, by the way, the most curious to go in of all time. It, like, he's really scared to go into the door. <laughs> and he finally goes in, and the kids are in the car, and then you hear a gunshot. 
So then they go in the house and they're armed and they're looking for Lonnie. They're looking for Michael. They're looking for everybody. And of course, we they, they discovered Big John and Little John. By the way, he posed them the same as the picture that was sitting about him. With one's head <laughs> with on the other one's lap. Anne Murray and, was and, playing. And Anne Murray was playing, which was <laughs> hilarious. So Michael Myers does a great job of feng shui. Uh, so while she's looking at the dead lovers, Cameron hears a noise, sees the closet, very reminiscent of the original Halloween. Yes. Walks straight towards it, and all of a sudden, there's blood dripping on him. Reminded me of Curse of Michael Myers. It's raining. It's yeah. kind of warm. Anyways, and when he looks up, his dad is crammed into the drop-down ceiling, or the drop-down uh, ladder attic. for the attic. Yeah. And at that time, the, he takes his eye off the prize for one minute, and the closet busts open, and it's Michael. And Michael charges at him and slams him, and he starts choking him against the wall. But what a bad shot. You had... <laughs> He just stand. These oh, people dude, are he's shot. bad He shots. shoots like fucking five. He, he empties the clip, essentially, and doesn't hit Michael at all. No, most of it was into the air. And then and then Allison comes out, goes to shoot. Michael deflects the fucking gun, so it misses him. Of course, it's a shotgun. And then she gets a couple stabs on him. He throws Cameron down. She jigs him in the gut a few times before Michael knocks her down the deep flight of stairs, which she breaks her leg pretty gruesomely. Yeah. And then he turns his attentions back on Cameron. So now... I thought the only really cool part about this and the great part about this scene is it shows how sadistic Michael is because she's downstairs screaming for him to leave him alone and Michael just goes brutal on him. Like the more she screams, the more he does, like he slammed he him in between, and then he looks back. looks back and he does more. Yeah. He continues. So he's slamming him in between the rail. He's first the, of all, he clears out a bunch of rails on a railing on the banister with his body. Yeah. And then he's slamming him between the top and the bottom. And then he's crushing, like he's putting his foot on his back and he's crushing his windpipe. I'm assuming. Against yeah, I thought the that floor. maybe there was like a piece of the wood from I the bottom so of too, like the spoke of it. There. Even if there's not, he's still crushing his windpipe against the yeah. floor. So, and Cameron's still alive. So she's screaming the whole time. So then he stops. And he turns real slow and he starts walking down the stairs real slow. She can't get away. She's screaming. And that was reminiscent of the first Halloween yeah. when he standing at the top of the steps. Yes. The lighting wasn't quite right, but. But once again, showing sadistic, she screams. And like as he gets even where Cameron is, because he's even with him, she screams again, leave him alone. And he looks at her and he turns and he just twists Cameron's head completely the opposite way. Like snapping his neck, but his now he's his body is facing down, his head is facing the other way. You're you're unlike the patient that fell seven stories at the hospital. I think Cameron's probably <laughs> he's, he's not fine. coming he, back. You know, yeah, yeah, you think he's dead. But I just forgave saying, him pretty I quickly. Like, by too. the way, I like the sadisticness of Michael. They showed how because like the more she screams, the more he does. Yeah, I thought it was very good. So then, then he goes after her. He's got the knife. You've seen it in the trailer. She keeps yelling, do it, do it. But she's not talking to Michael. She's reminiscent of the scene. She's talking to her mother who has the pitchfork that was used on the porch for decoration and sticks it to Michael's fucking back. Then Michael goes and she knocks him to the fucking stairs and she curb stomps that bitch on the stairs. Curb stomps him. And then she takes his mask off. Now, Michael, of course, isn't dead. He comes back, too. He pulls the fucking pitchfork from his back, throws it down, picks up the knife. And at this point, the mother, so the daughter of Karen, Karen, she starts backing off towards the porch. And he looks at Allison briefly, and she goes, but now no mask. But they do a good job of not showing his full face. No mask. And she goes, do you want your mask back, bitch? Come get it. And she, so instead, you know, obviously he's lured to the mask. 
I, they never, they haven't really explained that. But he's lured to the mask, which is fine. I keep hoping that they're going to show a scene from when he was a little kid and he sees the mask at the hardware store that he originally stole it from. Something, something, something that I, draws I want him something to it. to it because there's a draw to it. Because now he chases, and she, he forgets all about Allison because he just wants his mask back, and he probably wants to kill the bitch who stole his mask. Let's be honest. So they go running through like backyards and stuff, like because they go over another street, but they go through people's yards, and when they get there. The mask is lying in the middle of the street. And nobody's there. Nobody's there. Allison's not to be seen. Nobody's there. So Michael Karen. walks up. Karen. Sorry. Why did I said Allison? There's too many strokes. Yeah, yeah. Too many strokes in this movie. So Michael walks up on the mask. It's there. And then at this point, lights from cars hit him. And then more cars pulling. There's about 10 to 15 of the mob surrounding Michael. And mind you, some of them have guns. I just want to throw this out there. Some of them have guns. Some of them have knives. Some of them have axes. Some of them have two by fours. Some of them have baseball bats. Old Huckleberry. Old Huckleberry. Tommy's got old Huckleberry. Yes. And there's a couple guns because Sheriff Brackett's there. He's got a gun. There's another character who has a gun because that guy actually shoots Michael. We'll talk about that in a second. So they nine you. They don't attack him right away. They give Michael enough time to bend down, pick up his mask, and put his mask on. Almost like, okay, let's fight. So then the townspeople do beat his ass, including the fact that a person shoots him at point-blank range Four times uh, was with it a gun. Bracket that shot him? No, it was another character. No, nameless character. Just somebody in the mob. Because okay. it was they were wearing a green shirt, they were younger. But you can tell that they shot him point blank four times because Mike's body does the jostling and you see the blood coming out. Mm. Now, I understand that they've explained that he has that thing where he can't feel pain. But that doesn't stop you from dying or from bleeding out. And you've just gotten shot four times in the chest. At least they had to hit you in the lungs once. There's no way you're standing for this shit. And then the townspeople start beating him down with all everything they can. So they beat him down. He's on the ground. He's face down. And they tell Karen that she can go, go back to be your daughter. We'll take care of this. That's what Tommy tells her. But before she goes, she picks Michael's knife up that he's been using, picks it up and stabs him in the base of the fucking neck. Like if like that doesn't, spine. and it goes through his, it had to go through the front because the knife is big enough and she goes all the way handle deep. So it had to go through his neck. Now here's the thing. If it doesn't kill him, which it should, it at least would have paralyzed him. Right. Am I wrong in thinking this? Nope. So she goes away to go back to her daughter. And then we get the part that drove me the most fucking insane. The start of the part that's the most insane. The she, soft music is playing. The soft music you is playing. it's over. Sheriff Brackett comes up. He points the fucking revolver at Michael, point blank in his head, ready to shoot him execution style in the back of the head. And then Michael pulls the knife out of his neck, stabs him and stabs Brackett in the neck. And then he proceeds to slay all 10 or 15 of these mob people, including Tommy Doyle. Yeah. Slays them. He really brute. He beat Tommy like, with old, old dude, Huckleberry. He beat Tommy to death. With, he caved his head in with old Huckleberry. They yeah. show it. Like he, it, like mind you, he was just beaten up. He was just shot. Mind you, this is the same night that he got half of his hand blown off by a shotgun. Yes. Like the damage this man has taken to not bleed out. And he's still like, what the fuck? But that's not even the most egregious. No. That's no. not even the most egregious. Although me and Ken M have said if you start that scene off and you play the Ultimate Warriors theme song when he makes the comeback, <laughs> we'll probably make it better. It is brutal. By the way, I did enjoy the scene for what it was. I did not enjoy it for the story. But I thought it was kind of brutal and awesome. Okay, but it wasn't... Like, for entertainment value, great. For story value, I'm like, why the fuck is this necessary? Because what they should have done, 
another logical ending, correct me if I'm wrong here, is they should have gone borrowed something from Friday the 13th. They should have zipped him up in a body bag and put him in the ambulance for, for the end of the movie. That's how it should have ended. So but you got what? David Gordon Green and Danny McBride Because then Halloween film. ends, guess what? Halloween ends starts with the like kind of like homage to, to Friday the 13th part four. He comes out of the thing and he kills the first medical examiner. And guess what? You're now in the hospital with all the main characters. Lindsay's there. Hawkins is there. Lori's there. They're all there. And you're in the hospital with them. Oh, my God. It writes its fucking self, Mike. I'm just throwing it out there. But no, we don't get that. Instead, we go back to the Myers house. And while she's on the ground, so uh, Allison is being attended to by the paramedics. Like I said, she has a horrible leg breakage from going down those stairs. Karen's standing in the street, and she looks up, and she sees the effigy, because it's not real, of young little Michael Myers looking out the fucking window in a clown costume. So then she decides, I'm going to walk up the stairs. So she goes up and you see her daughter as soon as she steps in the house and steps on the stair, her daughter turns around and looks at her. And so once again, giving the atmosphere, by the way, one staircase Mm -hmm. and everybody's standing there. Everybody's surrounding this house. There's a ton of people. She goes upstairs. She stands in front of the window. She looks out the window. She looks down. When she looks back up, Michael is behind her and slaughters her with a fucking knife. By the way, the cool part is the blood is just drenching all over his face, which mm-hmm. we don't get to see in a lot of movies. I did get like that shot. But once again, so how the fuck does Michael get in there? One staircase. So if he came in, first of all, if he came back the way they went, everybody would have seen him. So he had to double back up and around <laughs> and then somehow sneak in the back door and walk up the stairs. Or as me said, he has to scale, scale the, the, back the house. house, break into the window and be behind her. What? And that's where the movie ends. So I'm like, what the fuck is this ending? Well, it's not where it ends because they're explaining as this is oh, going okay, on sorry, yeah. that for every person that he kills, he gets stronger. He gets stronger and he beca- he gets more power. So they explain supernatural Michael Myers. Michael so. Myers is now a supernatural monster. He's not he's not a man. He's the he Lori, is literally the boogeyman. Lori he is he is a supernatural creature. Right. Lori says, and I quote, "If they don't kill him tonight, he'll probably be too strong for us to defeat." Yes, yes, and I quote. Great ending, going, David Gordon Green. This is going Great back ending. To, by the way, this was going back to one of the Good fails. Job, Danny. Remember the fail script where they were Mike Myers was going to become like 15 feet tall? Oh, you remember yeah. that? It, they it might be going that. that direction. Holy shit. Hey, you know, I was talking to you off air before we did the show today. In 1978, Michael's about 5'9", five 5'10", foot five foot and now he's like 6'5". Six five. Six five. He, he was 21 years old in Halloween 1 maybe when he was 5'9". Maybe it's true. The so maybe he, he takes, gets taller with the every kill. The souls he takes, baby. So Anyways. now he's like he's like Freddy Krueger. So so now because he's supernatural, I think he just teleported. He pulled a Jason Voorhees. Yeah, he, he teleported. teleported. Dude, I I I did not like the ending at all. I thought no. the ending was sucked. And mind you, I'm going to say this because now it's going into our full on review time, right? Uh, we'll we'll give our we'll give around the internet scores and then our scores like we always do. But <sighs> Mike, Mike C, I got to say this to you. They had they had the perfect setup. Like honestly. Up until that ending, the the third act, if you will, I was like, this is a really good middle film for a trilogy. They've built up a conflict. We've gotten some good violence. They added suspense. Like yes. you, me and you both agree on this. Twenty eighteen no was suspense. devoid of it. There was there no was suspense. suspense in this movie. Yes, there was. Several scenes had had really good suspense. And and then they just fucking flush it down the toilet in the third act. Yeah, and I, you Completely know what? When you're looking up it. scores, I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about how I felt Go about ahead. this yeah, movie. Yeah, continue so, on. We're getting free. So here's the thing. You know, again, there was there was good. There, there, I can actually say that there was some good stuff that was in this movie. So again, the flashback scenes I thought were phenomenal. I I mentioned before. You know, the last movie didn't feel like it took place in Haddonfield at all to me. This one, they actually set up a street, Michael's street. 
And it not only did his house look the part, not only did the street look the part, all the houses looked like the houses you see in the original movie. They did a phenomenal job actually making this look like Haddonfield. And some of the other scenes around town and stuff, it actually looked like that. Uh, Loomis, I thought, was fantastic. The way that, you know, that guy looked exactly like him and sounded just like him. Every, everything about the Myers house, the inside, the outside, it looked right. The kitchen looked right. In the, in the flashback scenes, you see his kitchen... And everything is set up just like it was when he walks through in the opening scene. Like, it's on the right side of the house and everything. Everything about that was done very well. There was suspense, something we did not have at all. There was atmosphere. There was atmosphere with it. The music was not as good as the original, but it wasn't bad. It was better than 2018. It was better than 2018, which a lot of people praise 2018s, and I still, as many times as I've watched that movie, I don't hear it when I'm watching it. It's completely like I don't feel it, and this I actually could hear it, and it, it worked for the most part. There were some some parts of it that I really didn't like. It was too too big, too modern, and and I didn't care for it. Um, but here's, here's the problem with this. Not only was that ending absolutely horrendous, the dialogue throughout this movie is probably the worst dialogue I've ever seen. And I've seen some bad... I've watched Lamageddon. Don't you shit on Lamageddon, you son of a bitch. But I'm just saying, like, I've seen some really bad Listen, movies. I will let you shit all over Halloween 2018, but you leave Lamageddon out of this. <laughs> you leave Lamageddon out of this. But I just the point is, I've seen some really, really bad movies, and... The dialogue was some of the worst I've ever heard. The acting was terrible. Overacting. The overacting. Like it was, it was, was bad. overacting. Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode. Like Laurie spends less time on screen in this movie than she did in Halloween Two, the original Halloween Two. When she is on screen, her overacting is terrible. And Jamie Lee Curtis is a better actress than this. She was terrible in this. They people talked about how Karen came out strong. I did like Karen better than I liked her in Halloween 2018, but I didn't think that she was this phenomenal character in this by any means. But I thought that she was much better than she was in 2018. People are saying that Andy Matishak, uh, Allison, was the strongest character of them all. They build her up, and she's so phenomenal. She's so strong. She's hardly on screen the whole movie, too. And when she is, she's just kind of like this whiny little twit. And I get it. Her father was killed by Michael, and she wants to get revenge. I don't have a problem with that. I know you did. I didn't have too much of a well, problem with that. I don't have a problem with it. I just think it's a weird... Like, the driving force to that is kind of strange. Yeah. I mean, so why was she strong? Because she walked in the house and stabbed him in the stomach a couple of times? And because she, she brought him on to have her mother stab him with a pitchfork? There was nothing strong about this character. She was pretty much non-existent. And now, let's get to the legacy characters. And by that, I mean the ones that were in the original movie. Sheriff Brackett's hardly in the movie at all, and he gets disposed of like he's just like just another to be fair, he's disposable old. character. <laughs> True, but he's just another disposable character. Marion, same thing. Once again, to be fair, she's also old. Yeah, and she didn't really have too much to do with yeah, the original. Yeah. She was just kind of there, but it's still, you know, whatever. Lindsay's got that one scene. She ah, does survive. I, she'll be back for the next movie. She's the yes. one legacy character that withstanding made that made it because Tommy gets killed off. Tommy. At the end. When they announced that Anthony Michael Hall was going to be playing that character, I was not happy about it from the start. I, I said, this is not the right casting Paul choice, and everybody Rutter, told me I was Paul wrong. Paul Rudder bust. <laughs> well, they either should have been Paul Rudder. They should have brought Brian Andrews back. Well, for back. whatever reason, they didn't bring Brian Andrews back. But I mean, if you're going to do a secondary, you should have. When, here's my thing. I had fears that when they, when they booked Anthony Michael Hall, that because it was Anthony Michael Hall, they were going to keep him around and do extra stuff with him. And I guess in that case, they got me because they killed him off. <laughs> yeah, but he was so bad. And again, I don't know if it's the dialogue that Danny McBride wrote for him or he overacted it or both, 
but he was terrible. And you take this character that they're trying to build up to be this like big, strong character, and he should have been as a legacy character, and he was just another disposable, worthless character. It was terrible. He I, was I agree. awful I agree. in the movie. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing At least you. if Brian Andrews played it. Brian Andrews was not really a professional actor. He was a child actor that did a couple of things, and I think the last thing he did, he was about maybe 14 years old. That's probably why he didn't come back. I, I bet you they offered him because they offered everybody else. And then... And what's, then uh, what's Kyle Richards hasn't acted. I mean, she's been on Real right, Housewives. Right, but, she agreed, but, but she agreed to come back. Like You have to remember, did, if they but, asked him to come back and he said no, they're not going to force somebody. to come Right, back. and maybe who knows and what's then, going and on and in his I life, do but know, I know that Brian Andrews has said numerous interviews over the last 20 five years that he'd kill to come back he wanted to come back for i think it was um i want to say halloween h2o maybe well here's the thing when they didn't get him i do know that they reached out to paul rudd but paul rudd's busy these paul days. rudd wanted to do it and he yeah, was busy, busy doing ghostbusters yes. if i'm not mistaken yes, that's correct um you know and i think that he would have been better but at least brian andrews he could have said okay he's not really an actor and whatever you know it, it could have been presentable anthony michael hall's not a bad actor no i've seen him in many point. things and he's good he was horrendous in this i could agree to that now let's talk about david gordon green behind the actual camera i had a lot of criticism about the way that he filmed the first movie first of all michael was not the shape and he promised the shape he was front and center he was in the bright lights he was not the shape he was michael myers he was just this this random you know just this stalking or not stalking but just a killing machine on the street he wasn't the stalker he wasn't the shape so in this movie, a little bit more. I, I thought that he a little bit more so, um, but the camera angles and the camera, the, the way that the camera moves around and stuff like this, nobody should ever allow David Gordon Green to direct another movie again as long as he lives. He does not belong, especially in a movie this big. You don't belong in Hollywood. You're a terrible director. You don't know how to work a camera. The maestro disagreed with me on this, by the way. He said that it was some of the best camera work he's ever seen. Absolutely not. It was the most horrific horrendous terrible camera work i've ever seen in a movie it was pathetic between that and danny mcbride's script they destroyed another movie so here's the deal i know we're going to get into and again i don't even want to talk about that ending again because it was just absolutely just pathetic the direction that they decided to take for the ending of this movie and where we're going with the next one absolutely pathetic you're probably going to find out that michael's got like kryptonite the mask if you take the mask off you can kill him that's what's going to end up happening yeah well who knows uh once again i after this one but let's give our reviews and let's wrap this up uh so around the internet currently imdb gave it a 6.3 out of 10 metacritics got it at 41 percent rotten tomatoes combined score at 38 percent and google users are 80 percent like it they're always super high on things i don't know why anyways with that being said uh Going into it, with all things said, that I really enjoyed the probably first hour and 20 minutes of this film. Uh, and I actually enjoyed the action sequences at the end, even though they made no sense, because that's where I deduct from the story. If if this movie would have ended on a more logical build to the third movie, I would have been more likely to give it closer to, actually, believe it or not, a seven, because I did actually enjoy it. The, even though there was problems with the overacting stuff, I feel like the special effects went above. I feel like the story itself that it was telling was actually you know relevant to the time and age we're in. I felt like they did a lot of good and cool things, and I feel like they set the table because of looking at it as a middle piece. I felt like they were setting the table very well for the third piece, but then we got the ending that we got, and there's no way you can't crucify it a little bit for that ending because it does take away from where we're going this is a second part of a trilogy technically by the way they're saying there's an alternate ending to this that you're going to see on the blu-ray when yes. it comes out 
Yeah, well, whatever. For what it's worth. And they're also promising that uh, there's going to be a ton of twists in the last one, which I don't know if I need twists. It's Michael Myers. I don't need a ton of... You don't have to... There, there's no, there shouldn't be no shenanigans. He's a killing machine. He's stalking people. He's killing people. We Keep it keep it simple, stupid. That's that's the, the, the kiss formula, and it works. So anyways, with that being said, I did deduct points because the ending was not great. I deducted points for things like the overacting and stuff like that. So with my critic hat on... Uh, like I said, I wouldn't have had a problem arguing this was like a six and a half or seven out of ten prior to the finish of this film. With the last 15 minutes or so of this film, it did drop it down, especially adding it into other things. So I am actually giving it it's slightly better than halfway. I'll give it that because it was at least the kills and stuff were entertaining enough that I would say, hey, watch it because maybe not watch it for the overacting stuff, but the kills were great. So we'll give it, I'm giving it a five and a half out of 10. So a full point lower. I gave Halloween 2018. I think in a lot of ways, this movie was better than Halloween 2018. Unfortunately, I have to punish it for a lot of the egregious shit that they threw out there. And a lot of it happens in that last 15 minutes. Yeah, and you know, again, notoriously, and I joke around about like negative twelve out of ten for Halloween twenty eighteen. Notoriously, you know, I, I hate this movie. Everybody knows this. Um, I, 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 in reality, I stick by my original score for that movie. It was a two out of ten. Now, in terms of an actual story, I actually think that Halloween twenty eighteen, and and a technical aspect was was a better story that was told than this one. That being said, I can't really explain. I mean, there's a lot of criticisms I have for 2018, a lot of things I hated about it, but there's also just like, it's, it's something I can't explain, just a feeling that I get when I'm watching a movie, and I had just this negative feeling about 2018 and have every time I've watched it, and I had a different feeling for this one. There were a lot of good things in this movie that the last one didn't have, and I actually liked this movie more than, than 2018, even though on a technical aspect, I thought 2018 was better I liked this movie more. It had some more of the feels that I do enjoy. That being said, all of the things that I just mentioned that I complained about took away from it a lot. And especially that ending. If that ending didn't happen, if he just went home and it just kind of ended and they would have let it. I don't care how many of the internet trolls would have complained about how it just ending. We know there's another one coming. It would have been a better ending. It would have been a brilliant ending if he just went home and they left it at that instead of the garbage that we got. So that took away even more. So that being said... I gave this movie a 3.5 out of 10. It's not good. I don't really recommend it to anybody, but I actually did like it more than Halloween 2018. Yeah, I was a little higher on it, but I think I, I value like good kills and stuff like that. So it does redeem itself. And I did like, I really actually, I didn't like the mantra, but I did like the crowd mentality because I, I feel like that's real. So yeah. I, I think they weave some, once again, I think they took a lot of great elements and then they fucking drop the ball on those elements. Oh, yeah. Because they should have just treated what it because is. Because he's not a good director. You got a bad director and you got a bad screenwriter. That's why. That's where it. that happens. A trilogy. And where was Jason Blum if he's executive producer? And Carpenter. Why are they not stepping in and, and, and doing well, something like, about uh, this? According to people, Carpenter has, has a lot of say on it. And it's... I don't know where that was. But here's my problem. My problem is, is that when you're doing a trilogy, that replaces the acts of a movie. So film one in a trilogy is act one. Film two is act two. And film three is act three. So you don't have to have the full three-act movie structure. In is Michael going to fly in the next one? Is he going to be the creeper well, from, from Jeepers Creepers well, he's now? A, he's allegedly it, teleporting is now. Is his head going to get chopped off and a new head is going to pop out? <laughs> you hear me? He's allegedly the teleporting now. So right. who knows? Who knows? I don't know. With that being said, though, tell us what you guys think. Hit us up. HorrorZone607 on Facebook, at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607. And of course... 
Uh, you can find all the information for this show on 8122productions.com. For all those, look in the liner notes before the show, and you'll have all the links, including the Public link, the Twitch channel link, the Patreon link, and so much more. With that being said, Mike C., Take the folks home for this special review show of Halloween Kills. All right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and listening. Don't forget uh, Horror Zone 607 podcast each and every week coming out. Uh, we just recorded uh, the newest episode uh, for this week. We'll be back next week on Wednesday to record another one. Don't miss it. We're talking thing, all things Halloween this month. So until then, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike C saying see ya. <laughs>